remain standing, please. Take your Bibles and turn to John chapter 1. John chapter 1, page 1114, if you have a Schofield Bible this morning. Gospel of John chapter 1. John 1, we'll begin in verse 1. John 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Father, thank you, Lord, for the privilege to be in your house this morning. We thank you, Lord, for the privilege to, to have and to hold and oh, yes, a copy yes, of thy yes, word this morning, Lord. And Lord, as it comes now for the time for the preaching of thy word, Lord, you anoint your service this morning afresh, helping, dear God, to deliver the message that you have for us. And God, I pray that you deliver that message to our hearts with your power, your conviction, and accomplish, Lord, your will in every heart and life here this morning. Or if there's one lost and undone this morning, Lord, oh, may yes, they come yes, to know yes, the, the true meaning of Christmas here today. May they come to know the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior. And Lord, you bless the service. You have your will and way in it, and we'll give you the glory and honor for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. Good to have Shane Calloway with us. Thank you for being in the Lord's house this morning. I need you to do something for me today. All across the room here, I need you for just a little while. Take all the baggage... All the stuff, all that you brought to church with you and just lay it aside. You can pick it up when I'm done. Nobody won't take it. You come, you say, but preacher, you don't understand. I come with a heavy heart. I want you to lay aside for a little while. I want you to lay aside your hang up, your struggles, your whatever it is for just a little while. You just, just set it, just mentally set it over to one side. I promise you nobody will take it. If somebody steals it, you come see me. I got a, a room full of it. I'll give you something to take back. I want us to hear what thus saith the Word of God. Do you understand this morning? Everybody listening. Do you understand this morning? If the devil can get you sideways thinking, pondering, concerned, looking, doing anything else this morning... But hearing what God has to say, He'll do just that. How many understands that? Let's not miss what He's got for us here this morning. Have you ever wondered, what does God think about Christmas? How does God define Christmas? I, I know how you define it. I know how Walmart defines it. I know how Sears robot I know I know how our children define it. That's not the question. I know how adult children define it. You know what I mean? Some adults are worse than the kids. I know how they define it. But have you ever wondered how does God define Christmas? Have you ever asked the question, 
What happened that day? Why did God give us Christmas in the first place? Why do we celebrate it? What is, what is Christmas really about? Well, this morning with the help of God, I'm going to give you three things that looking at Christmas from God's perspective, just like the limbs and organs have a specific purpose in the body, each book in the Bible has a specific purpose. Matthew portrays Jesus as the son of David, the Messiah, the King of the Jews. It was written to a Jewish audience and the key word of Matthew is fulfilled. Mark portrays the Lord as a suffering servant. And Mark was written to a Roman audience, if you will. The key word there is straightway, which means immediate action. Luke was written for as Christ as the Son of Man, emphasizing the humanity of Christ. And he traces his genealogy from back to Adam all the way to the present. The first three gospel books describe events in the life of the Lord Jesus Christ. But John emphasizes the meaning of those events that you read about in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. As a matter of fact, John portrays Jesus Christ as the Son of God. And he doesn't trace Him back to Abraham or to Adam. He traces Him all the way back before time even started. There is, in the book of John, you'll find it's being called the Genesis of the New Testament. There's no genealogies in John. There's no manger scene. There's no boyhood. There's no transfiguration. There's no baptism. There's no uh, Gethsemane in the book of John. The popular words in the book of John is Father, 121 times. Believe, 99 times. And World and know and love and abide and life and light. John was literally written with the church. You sitting here this morning with us in mind. That might be the reason why John was written to a level of a seven-year-old. It is basically one-syllable words. God said, I want to make sure you get it. And this morning as we consider this, the Christmas story is in essence this. It is the impact of God becoming man and dwelling with us. That should echo throughout all eternity. If I were to ask you this morning, what's Christmas? Someone would say, well, it's presents. 
Someone said, well, it is tree. Someone said, it is party time. But the true meaning of Christmas was God became man and dwelled among us. And oh my goodness, how that has been lost. And the only one that can truly put that in proper perspective was God Himself. We see this in three different fashions. Number one, we see the person of Christmas. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. I'm amazed at how, how much we have allowed, we've allowed things to so distract from how God defines Christmas. We made, we made life about us, Santa Claus, and stuff. And we've literally allowed this thing of the person of Christmas to get so distorted. We made about personalities and presents and practices. And most of what we do, we do out of tradition, not out of a true reason for Christmas. We might as well just say, Amen, we do it. Amen. I'm going to ask the question. I'm going to direct this to our children here this morning. And I'm so glad to have our bus kids. How would you like it if we... Oh, by the way, hey, Dutch, this works for you. What about what would happen if, it, if we would decide to have a big celebration and it is your birthday and we're going to have a big birthday party just for you and you show up and everybody else is getting gifts but you. Everybody else is being recognized but you. You, you, you would, everybody else would be, would be enjoying themselves. Are you listening this morning? Some of you really need to listen because you, shoo, totally missing what Christmas is all about. Totally. I wonder if it was your birthday. And everybody else was selfish and enjoying himself, but you were left out of it. How would you feel about that? Would that break your heart? Well, I fear that's exactly what we've done. I fear we have hijacked his birthday. We've hijacked why he came. And just like as someone on a 747, we got news this morning that flight 501 was hijacked to destinations unknown. That's exactly what God could say. My soul, you've hijacked. You've hijacked my day. You've hijacked my cause. You've hijacked the purpose of this grand and holy day. But who was this person? If he's that important, 
Who was this person? Number one, he is eternally God. In the beginning was the Word. That phrase has the idea of an action of the past that continues into the present. In the begin, you could read it this way. In the beginning was the Word, is the Word, and always will be the Word. Amen. You see, we need to understand. He always has been and always will be. And before there's anything else, there was the Word. Genesis 1-1, in the beginning. God said, let the, God, in the beginning, let me just read it. I don't want to make sure I don't mess it up. I want to make sure it's the first book of the Bible. We ain't going to have no trouble fighting. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. The ideal being that in the beginning, not as a starting place, but as it always had been, the heart of God to create an earth. God comes along today and says, in the beginning was the Word. Is the Word and always will be the Word. The Word is eternal. We find that Jesus was not plan B. Amen. I love this. Sometimes people will say, well, someone, you know, say, well, preacher, what do you think about this? Well, the Word of God says this. Well, I, 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 I know that, but I don't know if I believe that. You need to understand something. Oh, get this. Hallelujah. It's changed your life. What you believe doesn't change His Word. I don't believe He was God. Don't change a thing. Just don't change a thing. Just shows your unbelief. Doesn't change nothing. In the, in the beginning, he was eternally God. I love this. A couple months before Christmas, the wife of a mail carrier, wife died in a car accident. Husband was broken and overcome and just so broken. So he decided he'd just work and go through all the Santa Claus letters. And apparently there must be a lot of those. And as he opened the letters, he noticed his daughter's signature. He noticed down at the bottom, it was his address. And so he quickly opened it. Here's the letter. Dear Santa, my mommy died two months ago, and since then, my daddy's been crying himself to sleep every night. And here's the only thing he says. He says, he says only eternity will heal him. Would you please send a little bit of eternity to my daddy this Christmas? You know what God did on that first Christmas morning? He sent a little bit of eternity to you and I. But He did something more. He sent us the very heart of heaven itself. So the Bible says in 1 John 4, 14, We have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Number one, He's eternally God. Number two, He is equally God. The word logos there, the word means logos. That When we use the word, word in the beginning was the word, the meaning is logos. It refers to speech, to reasoning, explanation, a word about something. Here's what it means. Don't miss this. The Word, the Word is a visible expression of an invisible thought. The Word is a visible expression of an invisible thought. 
I love Darlene. Can you see it? So for her to know that, Darlene, I love you. And boy, do I. Invisible, a word is a visible expression of an invisible thought. And the Bible says, in the beginning was the Word. I love this. When Jesus came that day, He was the perfect expression of who God is. He is everything God said or ever will be. It is God in human form except for the sin. That is the only thing. You say, why did he do that? Let me tell you why he did that. He hurts so he can know your heart. He cried so he know your tears. Hey, he prayed so he can hear your prayers. I want you to know, he took one step further than no one else could. He saved so you wouldn't have to die and go to hell. Amen. Amen. So he is eternally God. He's equally God. But not only that, he's essentially God. And the Word was God. Uh, preacher, I just don't know if I believe that. Don't change nothing. And the Word was God. It is the greatest verse of the deity of Christ there is in the Bible. You say, well, I just don't believe that, preacher. Why don't you believe the Bible? Why don't you just believe the Bible? In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was God and with God. You say, how did He do that? That makes Him God. That makes you and I sinners that need a God. Amen. That's what it means. Bible says in John 14, 8, Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth. John 10, 30, I and my Father are one. John 8, 58, Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I said unto you, before Adam was, I am. In other words, what is the saying? He's just saying, I've always been, and I always will be. Don't, don't miss this. I want you to know Jesus was God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. You said, but what, what about the Father? He's the same thing. What about the Holy? Same thing. You say, but that don't make any sense to me. It don't have to make any sense to you. you you're trying to take a deity and drag it down to a sinful, wicked place, and you'll never accomplish that. He's deity. He's deity. I love that. That's the reason why Jesus gave for God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son. Who shall believe in Him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. John Luke 2 said, For you is born this day in the city of David, the Savior, which is Christ the Lord. That's the reason all through his life he proved one thing. When he could walk out on the a, on a, on a waves of a, of a troubled sea, he said, Peace! Be still! And the waves would quieten like a sheet of glass. You might just say, God just spoke. I love this. When he woke up to a dead corpse, he says, rise up. 
When you go to a tomb of a dead man, Lazarus, come forth. That's God speaking. Go by a crippled man. That's crippled, can't, no strength. He says, rise up and walk. It's God speaking. Oh my goodness. And when he comes by and says, thy sins be forgiven thee. Hallelujah. That's God speaking. That's not just somebody. That's God speaking. What a blessing that is. I see the person of Christmas. But I see number two. I see the power of Christmas. And all things were made by Him. And without Him was not anything made that was made. If I were to ask you, what is the greatest display of God's power He ever performed? No doubt somebody would say, well, preacher, that's an easy one. That's creation. He created the world in a six twenty-four hour period of time. And you'd be right. Well, that was wonderful. That ain't the greatest. Someone said, well, preacher, he performed miracles. He raised people from the dead. Besides that, he raised himself from the dead. Hallelujah. You're, some of you act like your God's dead. Mine's alive. He's doing well this morning. Amen. He still ain't on a cross. Praise God. The cross is empty. The tomb's empty. But the throne room's doing just fine. Someone said, well, the cross was his greatest miracle. My, what a powerful. Someone said the resurrection was. And all these are powerful and good. But that is not. His greatest act. I've asked Miss Ellen, because ain't nobody more pregnant than she is this morning. I want you to come up here. I mean, ain't nobody more pregnant today than she is. I mean, she's there. <laughs> that baby, don't get excited up here. I'll get excited for you. You might just pop out Jonah right here and we both pass out. <laughs> the greatest display. Power was God created you and then came as a baby and stepped into his own creation here. It is by far the greatest act of power that anybody's ever displayed. He's creator and steps in the midst of his own creation and becomes dependent to his own creative hand. The creator becomes the creature and becomes dependent on the creature is the greatest act of power ever displayed. Mary carried around her creator. Mary birthed God. You say, shoo! That's what I say, shoo! Bigger than me. I'm not sure I can even... Wrap my little peak brain around all of that. Only thing was, 
she literally birthed God. And that is the greatest power. Thank you so much. Amen. The creature steps in his own creation. The creator becomes the creature. That is by far. And he, he literally stepped out of eternity and glory and was robed in human flesh and become a human baby. You say, but so he was man? Yes, 100% man. But you just said he was God. Yes, he's 100% God. Someone said, well, would you please explain that to me? When we get to heaven, I know I'm going, I ain't sure about some of you, but I, when, I, when I get to that, I'll know the answer to that. But until then, I'm just going to believe it. He's 100% God. He wouldn't have God and have man. He was 100% God, 100% man. He was a God-man. And literally, the Creator stepped in the middle of His creation. No wonder angels sung. No wonder wise men came and brought gifts. No wonder the power... So he was the maker of the universe. Oh, don't miss this. Don't miss this. All things were made by him. Without him was not anything made that was made. Creation is complete. They may find a new species, but they won't find a new creation. Creation is complete. Now as creator, he's complete. Oh my goodness. Not only is he maker of the universe as creator. Some of you need to get this. Some of you need to really listen to this. If some of you get this this week right now, you wouldn't need a lot of other stuff. He's the master of the universe. He's not only the maker of the universe as creator. He's the master of the universe. He's the cement that holds it together. One writer said he's the glue of the galaxies. And I say amen. For by him were all things created. Are in heaven and that are in earth. Visible and invisible. Whether it be thrones or dominions. Or principalities or powers. All things were created by him and for him. He is before all things. And by him all things consist. Creation's a finished process. It's not a process still going on. It's already been done. I know what the evolutionist says, and, and I know sometimes you act like you're from an evolutionist. Evolutionists said we come from monkeys, and I know sometimes we act that way. But I'm going to tell you something we didn't. Unless God is straight out of hell. We ain't with any evolved. If that's the case, the man ought to be getting better. Why are we killing one another? Why the, the corruption and the evil in our world? Because it's not evolving. May I say, creation has already been performed. Nothing happens without God's consent. Great is our Lord and of great power. His understanding is infinite. But the same God that holds the universe together. If some of you get this this morning, if some of you get this this morning, you, you quit leaning on the arm of flesh. You quit trying to figure out how to fix things yourself. Some of you are going to destroy your family Leaning on the arm of flesh. Because you're not going to be strong enough to keep it together. You think you are, but you're not. If he knows this world together, 
He's probably not going to have any problem holding us together. He's not going to struggle taking care of every need I have. Here's where, here's where we're at. Look this way. Here's where we're at. It's not God taking care of what we need. We're all to pieces trying to hold on to what we want. And you might keep what you want. You might keep all your toys. But in the end of them, I hope you enjoy them because you're going to be sitting in them by yourself because you're going to destroy your family. You ain't going to have nobody to enjoy them with. Just be sitting all by yourself. I hope you like them. Last time I looked, that stuff don't hug back. That stuff ain't warm on a cold winter's night. That stuff ain't worth a thing when you come down to the end. And you know, we know that stuff. And yet we're fighting, we're frustrated, we're angry. We can't even enjoy the holidays because we have so dis- we've so hijacked this why some of you will be all to pieces because little old Junior don't get why he won't take a bill. So, few years ago, God, how sick we are. People paid $5,000 for a kick of me Elmo. $5,000! Somebody hit him in the head with a stick. You know what's wrong? By March, you could buy me a tickle me Elmo for a dollar at the yard sale. That's over! I love this. Jaden goes from cars to Spider-Man to Minions. Now it's Minecraft. He goes, whatever's popular. And guess what? Some of you will kill yourself trying to get Junior or, 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 or that little gal exactly what they want and in two months you'll be selling it in the yard sale for a quarter. You just go ahead and say, hey man, I know I'm preaching the truth. I know I'm preaching the truth. It's absolutely amazing. You know why? Because we think Christmas is about presents and not the power of Christmas. We've forgotten. We've hijacked it. We've stolen His day. We've taken it. And what's really sad is, we've created a bunch of youngins, we've created a bunch of teenagers, we've created the next generation. They think they're entitled. I'm going to be mad if I don't get what I want. What happened to Christmas? Daddy and Mama getting what they could afford put it under the tree and youngins be thrilled to death you got a toy because it's the only one you got all year what happened to that day how many of you know what that day means what's happened to that day what's happened to that day what's happened to the day when, when we realized that the person of Christmas is all about God coming to earth the power of Christmas he's the maker of the universe he's the master of the universe I read this. This is so amazing to me. It says that our earth planet does not travel in a true circle. Actually, our, our planet travels in three directions at the same time. It evolves on its axis. 
It travels around the sun, and then its path is deflected by other planets. And yet it does not lose more than one hundredth of a second every hundred years. And I say, my, what a God. I read an article the other day that if the sun, if the sun moved one minute second closer to earth, we would all burn up. But if it moved one minute second further from earth, we would freeze to death. You know what that tells me? We got a great God. And He's running this thing. When are we, when are we as men and women going to get a hold of this? That you're not going to live and die and take your stuff with you? It's not, you're not. And somehow or another, we, 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 we're, we're literally all to pieces. Stressed out. Frustrated. Angry. We abuse one another. We abuse the one that we all love. We literally abuse them because we're so frustrated and stressed. I just can't do this, can't do that. Why don't you just please God? And do the best you can. And then sit down with your kids and say, listen, you see all this stuff over here? That we, we're going to let you have that in just a minute. But you have a seat right here. Let me tell you what this day's all about. And get it back to basics. And get it back to basics. I see the power of Christmas. But God commended His love toward us. And that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. I see the person of Christmas. I see the power of Christmas. I see the purpose of Christmas. Why did He do it? Why did God step in the middle of His creation as Creator become the creature? Why did He do it? For two reasons. Look this way. I want your attention now. If you're, if you're looking around doing anything else, I want your utmost attention. Pay attention. Number one. He did it for this reason, to bring life into the darkness. The Bible said, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shined in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Here's why he did, to bring life into the deadness of man's life. The Bible says in Ephesians 2, 1, and you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and in sins. This morning, if you're not saved by God's grace, you are dead. You're like, you're like the little boy. His daddy's trying to teach him about farming. He takes him out and he grabs a chicken. He said, now, son, mom wants a chicken for supper. You know what to do. So the little boy takes that chicken, takes boy to the chopping block, and takes that axe and whack, cuts his head off. The chicken gets flying around. And the little boy said, Wow! Wow! He said, Daddy, look at that! The chicken's dead. He don't even know it. 
This morning, if you know not Jesus Christ as Savior, you're dead! And you don't even know it. You don't even know it. And God came and sent life to your deadness. The Bible says, and the light shines in the darkness, speaking of contrast and conflict. You know why lost people get unnerved around you? Because you're light. I, it's been years ago, so I want you to know, because you might want to eat our food tonight, but it's been, been years and years ago, but more years and years and years ago, we turn on light, and you ever been in a house where you got roaches? Turn on light, them things. How many knows what I'm talking about? Praise God. I, we, we just, we fixed that mess. But anyway, you, I want you to know, you turn on light, and that's exactly what happens when the light of Jesus Christ becomes real in you. And those around you that are lost, they're like them cockroaches. They can't handle that light. And they'll start scattering. And sometimes, look at me now, listen to me. If you're a bright light, that darkness sometimes gets angry. That darkness sometimes gets all unnerved. It bothers them. You know why? Because man likes his darkness. That word, the Bible says, the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended in not. Now, notice, he moves from an object of light and darkness to a person. Listen, look this way. I want your attention this morning. I want your attention. Preaching time, I want your attention. He moves from being an object to a person. Because objects can't comprehend anything. Only a person can comprehend. Here's what he said. Those that are lost don't understand it. They do not comprehend it. Those who know not Christ cannot understand His coming meant for all mankind. They can't, they can't comprehend. They cannot understand it. You know why? Because they can't comprehend it. When a dead man, lose, lost man, meets Jesus, he passes from death unto life. Jesus is the strength of our earthly life. He's the secret to an effective life. He is the source of eternal life. And by the way, don't miss his. He only has eternal life to give. He don't have this life you have today and you lose it tomorrow. He only has eternal life to offer. He came to the world to bring life into the deadness, but he came to bring light into the darkness. John 8, 12. Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that follows me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Colossians 1, 13. Who hath delivered us from the power of darkness has translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son. When he stood in the middle of darkness of creation, he let there be light. And there was a day when he stood in the cold darkness of my heart and said, let there be light. Praise God. That light that gleamed in Bethlehem's manger, that light shone for 33 years, and then that light flickered for a little bit at Calvary. But don't you worry, three days later it came forth and it blazes brighter than it's ever blazed. Why did he come? He come to give you the greatest gift. And you, you need to get this. Don't miss this. 
It's time we, we, we got to quit playing church. We got to quit playing religion. I don't care if your name's on a church roll here. I didn't ask you if you were a member of this church. I'm not asking you now. Here's what I'm asking you. Do you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? If you died right now, well, preacher, I've been in church all my life. That's not the question I ask. Preacher, I'm a good Baptist. Baptist going to die and go to hell like all the rest of them. Well, my mom and daddy, your mom and daddy can't help you. Not in this. If you died right now, do you know that you'd go to heaven? You say, preacher, I don't know that. Then I'm going to tell you what Christmas is all about. God, God stepped down from the portals of eternity, robed in flesh, came as a baby, lived and died, and said, if you would trust me, I will save you. And I will give you the greatest gift you have ever gotten. You won't get anything under your tree greater than knowing Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. Absolutely nothing. And you know what He does? He brings life into deadness. He brings light into the darkness. And here this morning, you'll leave one of two ways. Look at me now. You'll leave with life or you'll leave dead. You'll leave with light or you'll leave with the darkness that you came with. You say, why does lost people? This is a condemnation that light is coming to the world. And men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard to sin in the midst of light. This is a condemnation. That light is coming to the world. And men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Well, my children's good children. They're in darkness, they're evil. God said, and this is the purpose of Christmas. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. And all things were made by Him. And without Him, not anything was made that was made. In Him was life. The life was the light of men. The light shined in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. This morning, do you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Let's all stand to our feet.